Okay, so I wanted to speak about the capital we say every day now, the Gavad Hashem Oyevi Yishu. Figured it's Kedai to know a little bit more about it and what it's about. So, the Torah's Hakdoma, the David says Hashem is my light and my salvation. Hashem Oyevi Yishu. And the Gemara says that Oiri refers to Rosh Hashanah, and Yishi refers to Yom Kippur, Yitzbenemi Besukah, Yitzukis, etc. So, what's the Pshat Hashem Oiri? Hashem is the light. So, um, Yaakov Galinsky gives a marshal that um, he said that once a rub gave a drush in Shul. And he spoke to people about, you know, you got to not be so self-centered. You got to break away from your own selfishness and think about other people. So the Balagola is thinking, you know, Bishloma, I knew how to learn. I could teach somebody. Bishloma, I was a gvir. I could give a stalker. And what am I supposed to do? How can I help somebody else? And he had this beautiful einfall. He says, listen, I have in my wagon a lantern. You know, the streets here, the shtetl, are pitch black at night. What I'll do, I'll put extra kerosene in my lantern, and I'll light it, and at night the streets will be lit up, and I'll be able to do a chesed for people. The next morning he comes, the lantern is busted, there's kerosene all over the chairs of his wagon, there's broken glass all over the place, and he mamish feels like Kayan had his carbon rejected, you know, I... Went through this whole process and thought, that's what I get, the broken glass. So he goes to shul and he has to the rub. You know, he gave this drusha and I wanted to live up to it. And I made the, I, how come the Rebbeinu rejected my carbon? So the rub says, got to understand. Your carbon was accepted. And you're going to get gavaldik aschar. Believe me, don't worry about it. But you have to understand, there are people who want it light, and there are people who thrive in darkness. And those people, the Ganovim, they don't appreciate when the streets are lit up. They work, they do their best work in the dark. So, that's what happened. The Ganovim broke your lantern, not the Rebbein Shalevim, don't worry about it. So, this is the Pshat, you know, we, the, 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 this world is filled with pitfalls. And uh, we have our misyoyness, we have our yetzahoras, we have our challenges, we have uh, all the things that we have to deal with. Rosh Hashanah is an oyer. It forces us to focus on what did you do last year? What did you trip over last year? Where did you go wrong? That's the oyer of Rosh Hashanah. gives us certain siyat v'shmaya to illuminate our hearts and uh, our minds to be able to see where did I go wrong, what do I have to change. It's like a flash of lightning where suddenly you see the path and you see the light. This is what Rosh Hashanah offers. But in Poshit the Vord, in this capital, is really uh, very much Tzugapas to, to the month of Elul. The Malbim is Masber. The, the husband of the capital basically says to you say that a person is given siyat d'shmayid is a certain hashkocha protest that a person gets. The degree to which you have the hashkocha of Hakadosh Baruch Hu is directly commensurate to the degree of tveikas you have with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. The more you dovek to Hashem, the more 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu is there for you. Right? The Hashem Silcha, to an extent that you're connected to Hashem, that's what you have. So this is what Dovid HaMelech is saying. The Dovid HaShem Oiru V'Yishi Mimi Ira. I have nothing to be afraid of. HaShem Mo'oiz Chayai, HaShem is my fortress with me Efchad. Now you have two words over here, Ira and Efchad. So there's Yira and Pachad. Malbum explains that Yira is when you're afraid of something that you know about, but it still scares you. Pachad is the fear of the unknown. So David Amel says, Hashem is my Oyer and my Yeshua. I have nothing to be afraid of, and I have nothing to have a Pachad about. And then he explains, If people want to come and consume my flesh, now, not that there's a bunch of cannibals out there trying to eat him, but the Pshat is people in private that are trying to, the Dovod HaMelech constantly was, was besieged by people who hated him and wanted to destroy him. So, They're my Tzorai, they're my, my enemies, they're going to stumble and fall, I won't even know about it. But they'll stumble and fall. But if I'm presented by a machaneh, which is yira, which I, I know what I'm being confronted with, I know what I'm afraid of, I'm in this. So either people at night want to do something or behind his back want to destroy him. So that's, he says, Right? So he says, Hashem is the strength of my life. It was a Misa, the Ponovich Rov. This is before he built Ponovich in Eric's so He was the Rov in the European city of Ponovich. So the Maskilin began to become very active. And they turned out to be the majority. So they came to the Ponovich Rov, who had a Gavaldi Yeshiva, and they said, we want you to incorporate Limudei Choyel. So he said, no, this is a yeshiva, we're not doing Limudei Choyel. So after a while they threatened him, they said, you know, we can bring in another rob over here and take over. You know, we, so uh, either you bring in the secular studies or we're going to try to bring in another rob. So he said, I, give me a day. So he took a day and he went to the see the Chofetz Chaim. The Chavetz Chaim says to him, um, you know, when you have a war between two sides, he's talking about the communists took over. Before the communists took over, you had all sorts of factions fighting, the Red Army, the White Army. The Red. So um, he said, if they come to a city, so you want to know who should you back, which flag should you fly, find out which side is stronger and fly that flag. You know, this way you're safer. So that you got to go with who has more strength. So uh, the Chavzheim says to the Pundit, you understand what I'm saying? So he says, yeah, you're telling me I should give in because they're stronger. He says, oh, you did not understand what I was saying. He says, who's stronger? You have a Kodesh Baruch Hu on your side, right? Hashem always chayai, I mean, Kodesh Baruch Hu's on your side. You are stronger. So stick to your guns, right? You're going to win. So he goes back to town goes to the people and he says, we are not changing. If you want to fight, we're ready to fight. And they said, no, 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 we're not, we don't want to fight. We just, we're making a recommendation. You, you know, you want to, we're not going to fight over it. And so they backed down and he, you know, he, he carried on the way it was till the Nazis tactic came. 
But that, that's the way it has to be. So, now, what is B'zoyis in Iboiteach? In the fact that that all I want is Kirbas Hashem, all I want is Dveikas Hashem. So, if I'm living a life of total Dveikas to Hakadosh Baruch I have nothing else to be afraid of because it's me and Hashem. I, I'm connected to Hakadosh Baruch That's the only side of of Dveikas with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Don't to say if B'zoyis in Iboiteach in that Achashoaltim Eis Hashem. So that means I ask one thing from Hashem, and that's my bakosha. Now, sometimes the she'elah and the bakosha are two different things. So let's say I go to somebody and say, I would like to borrow $1,000, right? Now, that's the she'elah. What's my bakosha? I want to use $1,000 to buy myself something. Uh, I need to buy myself a, a new car or whatever it is. So my she'elah is the money, and my bakosha is the car. Right, my shayla is I need help. I need you to do me a favor, and my bakosh is I need to help you put up my sukkah. Right, so there's two different things. Dovna Melech says my shayla is that I want to be bebeis Hashem, and my bakosh is why? Because I want to be bebeis Hashem. Because I want to be Latsos benoyim Hashem or It's all I want, and since that's all I want is the vekis Mamela, I I know that I can trust in Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and I know that Mamela. When I could have hide me in the sukkah, shield me in the sukkah, when things are bad, he will hide me in the privacy of his tent, in the strength of rocks, he will lift me up. So the uh, question over here is, Yaakov uh, Galinsky says, uh, I have a kasha. How does it work out that uh, it became from a sukkah to an oil and from an oil to a tzur? How did this graduate, right? So he says, i tell you the terrors. It was once by a chasna. I, I used this word when we, we, we were about a groundbreaking of the new dormitory in Denver. But anyway, so this is the Maisa. That, um, there, was, there was a chasna. Bochel from Ponovich was getting married. And Mamish, the, the, the Chatzka Levenstein was there, Shorozovsky was there, the Ponovitcherov was there, the Blazer Shach was there. The Vasca was a very Choshe Vabocha. So everyone's sitting there by the Chasna, and the uncle of the Chosen from South Africa comes over to the Ponovitcherov. He says, uh, What's the Chosen going to do for a living after the wedding? Right? And the Chosen was going to be learning. But this was the uncle that's going to say, well, how's he going to support himself? So the Panevich says, no, no problem. He's going to be in, he's in construction, right? Uh, he's a builder. So the, oh, very good. The guy walks away. And Yaakov uh, says, I'm looking at the Panevich like So he says to me, what cooks the mirror on? What are you looking at me for? Shkait aposuk, that kol benayich, right? Al tikri bonayich, al boynayich. But they're not my, you know, my, so they're builders. And he says, I'll tell you more. He says, uh, it says that the Gloria says, a, a city that has 10 people learning is a city, right? 
So he's what what are the big cities? Paris, London, Moscow, right? They're Shtetlov, they're Kforim, they're villages, right? Raden is a big city, right? Mir is a big city, right? He says, What's the nicest city in the world? It says, I saw Rakab and Yoifi came to the world and Yushalayim took nine of them. It's the most beautiful city in the world, right? Everything else is just a village garnish, right? So you're telling me that Suyurimani, yeah, ain't Khanami, everyone else is living in the sukk, everyone's sitting living in a hut. So we're living in, in Mameni. So that's you start off. You're, you're, you're living with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, trust Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and then you're living. In a, that's that's Benai. So he says this guy is going in construction. That's fine. So it's Benai b'Sukkah b'Yom Rov. As Benai b'Seisrof. Nosen Vachtregel says a beautiful machshav over here. It looks like Shad Yitz Benai b'Sukkah. Megayat to the Yontav of Sukkahs for Shteitzach. But he says that. Um, Gomorrah says that the Yehuda Hanasi was once walking in the street and a little calf came running and hid itself in his, in his, uh, in his cloak or whatever. And so Rabbi Yehuda said, Zil, you know, go, go, you were created to be shechted, so go to the shaykh, don't run away from the Obviously the calf sensed something was going to happen, so he ran away. So because of that, as a reader knows, he suffered for like 12 years, the pharaoh for stomach pains. And then one day he saw the maid sweeping out a mice or a mouse or a weasel. And he said, well, leave it alone. Rachma will call mice. It says, Rachma will call mice. And leave it, leave it. At that point, he was healed. Because he, he had Rachmanis. So the question is, what's, what's Ravina Kodesh supposed to say? I, you know, all of us eat meat unless you're a vegetarian. So if you eat meat, that means to say you're supposed to get your surim because you're eating an animal. Or that's what animals are created for, right? The chinami, that's taka, the, 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 whatever, the, the, that's the ultimate for an animal to be geshochten and to be eaten by erochiyin. So Zakrab Nosen, the Territz is, the animal came to Rebbe, said, protect me, hide me, shield me. Somebody comes to you and says, take care of me. You don't throw them out. Whatever it is, somebody comes to you, you don't throw the person out of the house. You come to the Rebbein Mishalayim, you say, Rebbein, take care of us. We're coming into your sukkah, it's Yerusha Dehelusha, so you don't have to worry, Hashem's not going to throw you out. Hashem's going to take care of you. This is what you learn from the Maisa with Rebbe. Somebody comes to you for help, I still, my wife doesn't forgive me for this, but one, one morning, like five o'clock in the morning, right, uh, the doorbell rings. So I run to the door. So who's there? Carol. So um, it, please open up. My boyfriend's chasing me. Right? So I let her in. And, you know, uh, she's, you know, she's panicking, whatever. And so... Um, so she sat down for a few minutes to try to talk to her. And then I said, okay, I'm going to call the police. This guy, so she ran away. <laughs> but my wife said, be crazy. What do you let her in? I said, what do you mean? What? I should leave her on my porch and let her get killed. And then people will say, Rabbi allows girls to be shot while <laughs> looking at him. So, uh, you know, whatever the consequences are, you know, so... Uh, you got to do what you got to do, you know. So somebody comes to you for protection. says he does. So um, this is what it says over here. When Kadosh protects me in the sukkah, but so you're I'm I'm protected. But you're protected by Kadosh Baruch in the sukkah. 
says that you know Mochemus Goigu Mogig is um, he says the Shirish of the word of Goigu Mogig comes from the word Gag. He says the battle that will be fought at the end of history is between those whose philosophy is that I have to create my own protection. It's the Gag, it's my own protection that uh, takes care of me. And Klai Yisrael, the attitude is the Sukkah. That's the, the attitude is no Hashem is the protection, right? That's the battle at the end of history. And he says the, the history of the world began with nations building a tower. And they thought that they had to build their own Nasalan shame. And maybe we'll be otherwise, the, who knows what's going to, we have to create our own reality. The history of nationhood begins with the building of a tower. And history, and the history will end with everybody celebrating the Yontav of Sukkis and Shetan Novi. But that's the Mochom of Goigu Mogik. So Kitzbeneni B'Sukhoi is the protection of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That's what Yid believes in, and will protect it. And he says, "V'Atos now that I trust in Hashem, Yorim Roishi Al Oivais Vivoisai, I lift up my head against all my enemies. Ve'Ezuchah Be'Yomay Zivchei Shrua, and I will bring." In the tenth of Hashem and the base of Migdosh, Zivchei Srua Korbonis, we uh, sound the Chatzaitzrois, Ashira Bazamal Hashem. So here also Rabbi Yatulonsky asks Akasha that, what's that Zivchei Srua? It should be the the Rua is the sound of a cry, right? Yom Yevav is Yom Trua, Tanis is the day of a cry. The, the, the shay, sounds of the Shaif is a question of a cry. So it shouldn't be zivchei surua, it should be zivchei tekiya, zivchei chatzoitzes, or whatever. What's that zivchei surua? What are you... So he says a Moedika story that really is very much negated to last week's parsha. He says somebody came to him once and said, um, we're making a siyam in Ashul. We'd like you to speak about a siyam. He says, so um, what are you making a siyam on? He said, Pesach Tainis. Says Masech this Tainus, you're making a scene with a speaker. He says, not only that, we're having a band. He says, um, how many learn- years did you learn this Masech? He said, five years. He says, uh, you've been learning Tainus for five years. That's like a quarter of an omad, you know, uh, a week or something like that. The guy says, yeah. He says, um, when do you learn? When's the seder? So the guy says, 10 minutes every Shabbos before Kriya Satayim. He says, Oh, now I understand. I'm bringing guns to Rock with me. He says, you, you made a Seder for 10 minutes before Kriya Satayim once a week and you're making a Siyam? That's Moiradik. Imagine what you can accomplish with 10 minutes. Right? That's Zivchei Shrua. Shrua is a small little thing. You can turn that into a Kavaldika accomplishment. So that, that's already, I'm bringing B'nai Brak to such a kid. That's a, that's a Simcha. Right? It was what you could accomplish with a few minutes. That's what, I think in last week's Parsha, it says, uh, it says, don't, don't, uh, don't bring a carbon on a Matzeva. Hashem despises a matzeva. So Moshe Feinstein is masbir that a matzeva is a finished product. You put a matzeva on a person's uh, grape. <laughs> a mizbeach 
is uh, one stone on another stone and another stone. So Boishim says, bring me on a Mizbeach. I want growth, a little bit. That's a matzeva. You come to Kodesh Borchu, we're wanting to grow, wanting to shtayk. Yeah, come on, we finished product, this is it. Right? So, um, you say this every little bit is very chashiv. The small steps we take, the clean zachar we do, but they add up. You think about it. You learn one Mishnah day, two Mishnahs a day, and a few years you have gone, this is just a great Mishnah. And in an Omer a day, you have a blot a day, it adds up. What we think are small, you know, you have Kavana for a few brachas a day, at the end of the year, you could do a cheat. So, this is what a Kodesh Borchus exactly is. Exactly, the minute of putting a rock on it. Exactly, exactly. You're turning the Matzev into a Mizbeach. Right? That's what I was kind of, as you're telling, it says, So, when a person's in Shemayim, he's, he's an Oymei, not a Hoylev. But you're telling, you're saying to Tati, or Zaydi, I'm turning your Matzev into a Mizbeach, because through me, you can still grow. Through me, you can still shine. That's the minute to put rocks in the bed. Turn it, put the rock in the matzeva to turn the matzeva into a mizbeah. That's the... That's why I think Dovin HaMelech, Ksav Seifer says a word, Dovin HaMelech says to Shlomo HaMelech that Anoichi Choyleich, it says, it says, Ve'itzav Oisoy Leimor, he was Metzav V'Shloimor, Anoichi Choyleich B'Derech Kol Oretz, V'Chozak V'Yoy Iso Le'ish, right? Shemarta is Tayyus Hashem. So for eight except Seifer, it sort of said, Hashem, Yoimer, Yoimer Shloimer, Dovid Shloimer, and Oichayel of the Derek Haloritz. By Yitzavoy, so Yoimer, Vichozakta, Vichalish. Why is a Noichichayel of the Derek Haloritz part of the Tzivon? So he says, because what he meant was, he's saying, I want to keep walking when the Derek of Haloritz stands still. So if you are the chazak and so ish, I will keep steiging in oilum emes. That's the, that's what I think is the putting the rocks on the matzeh and it's turning into. So I call upon him, that's zivchei shruah. So that hitl goes on, l'chom alibi bakshu ponah. Now we, now he turns into the actual tefillah. Shema Hashem koidli ekri l'choneni banen. I said, listen or boish him to my tefillah. L'chom omar libi. My heart says to you, bakshu ponah yasponech Hashem avakish. Whatever I have to daven bazunda, but in my heart, the only thing I want is I want to be connected to Hakadosh Baruch All I want is dveikus in Hashem. So I'll pass the panech me many. Don't hide your face from me. I'll tat biyafavdecha. Don't push me away with anger. As Rossi Hoyisa, you're always my help. Al tacheni val tazvei Don't abandon me. Ki obi veimi azavuni v'Hashem yasfeni. My parents have left me, and Hashem gathered me in. So, here, several ways to explain it. But, one shot is that Dovid HaMelech was, was sent away by his family. Right? The Maisa was that Yishai, who uh, was, uh, was a grandson of Boyaz, one day, and Yishai was one of the four people in history that died without a chet. See, Isis was a tremendous Yori Shemayim. So he had seven sons, and one day he says, wait a second, the Zayda married a Moyaviyah. It could be I'm also over the call. And the riot that he did something wrong was the boyas died the next morning. 
So Mustama, he did an avla, he married a moyavi, and the next morning he did his nifter. So wait a second, maybe I have no kosher of children. Does he want to have chach one kosher of child? So he took his shifcha and he said to her, shifcha, listen here, uh, I, I'm going to take you as a wife and we stop living with my rebbitzin. And we're going to make a condition. If I am kosher lover bekol, right, and you cannot live with me, I'm going to free you and make you a baschoy, and now I can live with you. If on the other hand, I'm also lover bekol, so then I can live with you. What? Well, I'm not like- if I'm also love with the call, because I'm, a, I'm, I'm from Moya, right? So then you're going to be a shifcha, and we'll have a child, and I'll, the child will be an Ebed Kanani, and I'll feed the child, and I'll have a kosher a Yiddishikind. So that was his plan. So he, his plan was to stop living with his wife, to live with the shifcha, and have kosher children from the shifcha through one way or the other. Now, the shifcha wasn't going to go for this. She wasn't going to get in between Yishai and his wife. So unbeknownst to Yishai, he's really living with his wife, not with his shivcha, and she gets pregnant. And so he realizes, uh, my wife must have been Mizanah. So she has a baby, and he tells his kids, what are you supposed to do? Right? You have a mamzer in the family. So they sent them out to work in the fields to take care of the sheep. And uh, they're figuring maybe he'll be killed very base was. Shmuel Hanavi comes to Yishai, and he says, I'm here to work with the next Melachis role. Bring me your kids. How many kids do you have? He said, I have seven. So one after the other is rejected. So Shmuel says to Yishai, that's all you have? Hashem sent me to anoint the Melech. He said, yeah, that's all I have. He says, Yishai, Hashem didn't send me here for nothing. He says, okay, you know, get the mamzer. Right? So Shmuel is sitting there. David the Melech walks in. He was a redhead. He wasn't uh, like as tall as his brothers. He didn't have that look. Shmuel is just sitting there, the, the oil and the, and the shemen starts to overflow. And uh, Rabbi Shem says, Shmuel, you're sitting there, and the Mashiach Hashem just walked in. And so, Dovid HaMelech is a boy. So, he's, right? They abandoned me. Hashem Yasveni, but Hashem took me in, right? Pashtis, uh, when, when the capital is talking to uh, David is the Nishmas Yisrael, the heart of Klaus Yisrael, so as Klaus Yisrael was saying that the, the Novi says in, in the Haftar of Chabashuva, Asher lo Yoshiyenu, al Susno Mirchav, le Noimim Yerkenu Lamasi Adenu, Ashebacho Yerucham Yosei. So Klaus Yisrael does Chuba, they say, uh, no more, Asher lo Yoshiyenu, we're not going to have a trust in Asher. We're not going to rely on our horses. We're not going to worship our hands, right? So what does that mean? He says, all of the things that we have, we rely on in no longer. You're the one who takes care of the Yosem who has nobody to rely on. We're going to rely on you also. That just like a Yosem has nobody to turn to, we're finished with all this. America's not going to help us. Our planes are not going to help us. Our technology's not going to help us. We're just you aged. And that's the... There's an, a Misa that I saw, and it's a Misa that there was a, a Bocher that uh, was adopted. His parents both died when he was very young. He was adopted as a young kid, and he knew about it. And because of that, uh, he just couldn't, uh, you know, he, he just felt rejected. He just felt like he had nothing. And the mailer who went to school, he acted out, and he was a very difficult kid. And he got thrown out of a couple of schools. And uh, this he, 
And so finally, he's in high school, and he's getting older, and again, he was warned, if you don't shape up, we can't keep you in the school. You can't, you're not behaving. So he started to turn around the shtickle. He didn't, he, he didn't make it through the year in that school, but slowly but surely he changed. And eventually he became a ganz chashiva person. He did a good shidduch, and he went to learning in Koyal, he became a shtickle of Talmud Chachma, Odom Chashiv. And one day he says to his Rosh Chaylum, I need to take a day off. Why? I need to go to America. I have to raise $40,000. So the Rosh Chaylum says, uh, Shulvik, but you're going to plan to raise $40,000 in one day? He says, yeah. He says, I want you to know there are professional mishulachim that go to America for months and they don't raise that kind of money. What do you think? You just walk in and, you know, people pour money down you. He says, I'm going for one day. I'm going to raise $40,000. The Rosh Chaylum says, okay, take a day off. I'll see you in two days. Two days later, the guy's back in the base medicine. The Rosh Chaylum goes over to me and says, no. He says, yeah, $43,422. He says, I don't get it. I don't get it. How did you do that? He says, not so. One guy gave me 20,000, two people gave me tens, and a couple of people gave me thousands. So I, you know, walked away with, uh, with everything I need. He says, I don't understand. How's that? He says, let me tell you. I was this rambunctious, difficult kid. Nobody could deal with me. I was adopted. I was brogus. One day, I'm saying, month of El. And I read this Pasuki, and it hits me like a bolt of lightning. He says, wait a second. This is me. My parents died, and Hashem found me a family that loves me and took care of me. Hashem Yasveni, Hashem took me into a mishpocha that cared for me. And with all of my acting out and all of my being thrown from one, they stuck with me and they loved me. And I, I realized Hashem is there for me. He said, from then on, whenever I needed something, I just said, Hashem, you're my tati. And whatever I needed, Hashem always came through. So now I need, a, I need to add an extra room to my dear. I have two, three kids. We need an extra room. I have to add to my, my peset, turn it into a bedroom. I need $40,000. Hashem's going to take care of me. So I, it'll take me one day. I told Hashem, I need a day in America. And that's the way it is. Who's was the, the Misa? But we all have to have that attitude. Teach me your ways, Hashem. Guide me so that those who are my enemies can't affect me. Uh, it's interesting that the Eftun of Shoinus in this passage, which is a derech, and guide me So you have like derech Hashem and orchis tadikim. So what's the difference between a derech and an oirach? So derech is. You're going to Lakewood, you take 95. If there's bad traffic and you, you listen to Waze, Waze will tell you either take 295 or take this road and make a turn over here and we'll take you around the side roads. That's the Eirich. Eirich is the more the twisted road, right? So uh, the, there's a Pusik that says, Behold the to Know Hashem and all your Derachim, Behud Yasher or Chesecha. Pshad is that. When life is straight and glad, know Hashem, do what you can, be an Oyder Hashem. 
if that's the way you serve Hashem, then when it comes to a difficulty, when it comes to an oirech, who ye yasher or chaysecha? Hashem will straighten that out. In other words, in other words if, you, if you serve me when you can do it, then I'll be there for you when it's difficult. Teach me the derech that I should go in the richting of derech and I should serve you. And then you'll guide me by erech misha. You'll turn the erech into a misha. Even if I have enemies on those, that road, you're going to take care of me. Don't give me over to the nefesh of my enemies. He is being besieged by liars and people who blow falsehood. So he says, "That's uh, this is the story. I, I trust in Hashem. I daven to Hashem, take care of me, and Hashem takes care of me. If not for the fact that I had a muna that I would see in the Tuba Hashem Eretz Chaim, I couldn't have endured, but because of my amun in Hashem, my trust in Hashem, so I can go through life. And the Baalbim says, one shot is that Dovah the Melech believed, Hashem said, you'll be the Melech, I knew whatever happens with Shoyal, I'll be the Melech. I'll go back to Eretz Yisrael, no matter what happened, I always had my Bitochen in Hashem. But he says another shot, if I didn't believe in Oilum Habo, the Eretz Chaim, I would have all the kashas that we have, why tzaddikim suffer, all the questions of tzaddik v'raloi. Lulei hemanti betuv Hashem, the Eretz Chaim, if I wouldn't believe that this Oilum Habo in this world is only the hachon of Oilum Habo, this is only the proizdor, then all the questions of this world would be greater, greater questions. But because I know I'm only here for the short term, so there's no kashas. This is only, I'm only visiting here. Right? There was a, a, a Yid that um, his upstairs neighbors added on to the Mirpeset, an extra bedroom. But because they added on to the Mirpeset, he lost the light coming into his room, his house. So we had a neighbor, Mr. Meltzer, goes over to him and he says, Feigl, you let them build? Now you have no sunlight. They ruined your apartment. How do you just sit there and let them have it? So he said, you know, I'm moving. Mishka Freilich. He says, where are you moving to? Upstairs. One day I'm going upstairs. Well, we're going to make a fight over it. This is this is only temporary. You know, if I could die. One day I'm moving. You have to look, look at life. Lulei Hamanti. There was all the kashas. I, I once gave a lecture in Denver about Hakoros uh, Toiv. So I was saying uh, how when I woke up from my open heart surgery, and I'm in the recovery room, and they tell me everything went well. I said, I had tremendous accords of life to Hashem. So a guy comes over to me, not a from year, he comes over to me and says, Rabbi, why did you have to, you know, appreciate God? He's the one who made you sick in the first place, right? You know, so we got into this whole conversation. So I said something about the fact that you have to look at life, that we're here for the short term, and there's Oilum Habo. So he says to me, Rabbi, if you can prove to me there's Oilum Habo, I will become a from year. So uh, I started making calls to all the big speakers to get, you know, what's your best word to tell a guy, right? The guy was nifted that week. I never got a chance to talk to him. And that week he was nifted. So, um, <laughs> anyway, so he, <laughs> he got his proof. <laughs> but now he has the proof problem. But now he has the Anyway, and so he ends with Kaveh Al Hashem. Chazak, the Yamis Libech, the Kaveh Al Hashem. The Iker is, 
Keep davening to Hashem. Never give up. That's one shot. Strengthen your heart. Never stop davening. There's the Misa with the, the famous Misa with the sitter. There was a, a soldier in the Israeli army. It was an, an officer, rather, from a Yid. Came from New York, worked his way up in the ranks. He became an officer in the Israeli army. And when when they were talking about giving away Gush Katif to the Arabs, he was violently opposed to it. And it turns out, his mazel, they tell him, you have to be the one to evacuate Gush Katif. He says, me? It was the craziest thing to do. They said, see, you're a soldier. You don't, you don't get choices. This is where you're being sent. You evacuate Gush Katif. So he, he manages to go. was relatively peaceful. As the bus is pulling out, he has this sudden inspiration. He jumps off the bus. He digs a hole and buries his sitter. Two, three years later, he sent a secret mission to Gaza. He's lying there in pitch darkness, in total empty place. And whatever they were doing over there was a secret mission. And he has this inspiration. Suddenly he starts digging and he finds his sitter. This is unbelievable. I end up in the exact same place and I find my sitter. So he calls this rub in New York. It was a rub in the White Shore or something like that. He calls it. What is the pshat? So the rub says, I can't answer that. That's a shine for Rebchaim Kanievsky. So he goes to Rebchaim. He says, what's Hashem saying to me? He says, what were you doing till the whole Misa? He says, I was davening. It shouldn't happen. And afterwards, when it happened, I buried the sitter. He said, Hashem is saying to you, you never stop davening. Here's your sitter back. You never stop davening. Yid does not give up. Yid keeps davening. That's the Yisrael that's You have to, we can't, we can't give up on anything. Never stop davening. There was a beautiful Misa that there was a BBC interviewed uh, recently a survivor of the kinder transport that saved Jews from Germany that took them to, to England. So many of them were in an orphanage. So he says, there was a kid in my orphanage, an older yet telling the story to a correspondent from the BBC. It was an interview. So he's telling her that um, there was a boy in that orphanage named Daniel, and he was so homesick, they couldn't, they couldn't console him. They couldn't deal with him. And finally he said, what do you want? What can we do that will quiet you down? He said, I want to talk to the King of England. They said, oh, the King of England is coming in a few weeks. If you behave yourself, you can talk to him. So he quiets down. Now, the king at the time was King George V. And he used to go around England doing the war to be Lachazic people, to, you know, to get them to be a little bit more you know, calm and to assure them that things were under control. So he's coming to passing through their city. So the big day comes, and the kid is waiting there in the street, and there's barricades all over, and the king's limo is coming. And the kid suddenly realizes, I'm not going to get to talk to the king. This is a whole, you know, they, they fooled me. So as the limousine or the carriage comes, he jumps over the barricade. He runs into the street. The policemen charge him. They take him. They throw him down to the floor. And there's a whole scene and the king says, what's going on out there? And he said, this kid is trying to assassinate you, right? So he says, well, let me talk to that boy, right? So he brings him into his, his limo. And he says, little boy, what's going on? And he says, 
They told me I could talk to the king, and they didn't let me. I see I'm not going to talk, so I wanted to run and talk to the king. He says, what can I do for you? He says, can you get my parents out of Germany? He says, oh, I don't know if I could do that. He says, well, you are the king. You can do anything. He says, well, we'll see what we can do. Two weeks later, they call him and says, you have visitors. And he goes to the door. There are his parents. So the person telling the story suddenly starts crying. And he says, I can't forgive myself. I can't forgive myself. So Karaspa says, well, it's a beautiful story. Why can't you forgive yourself? He says, no, I can't forgive myself that I didn't jump over the barrier and speak to the king and save my parents. Why was he the only one who had enough seichel to save his parents? And I didn't do the same thing. The Munim show is that it's coming to Rosh Hashanah, you can talk to the king. Don't lose the opportunity. Don't fritter the opportunity. The king is coming. It's coming to everybody's heart, to everybody's city. Don't don't lose the opportunity to talk to the Rebbeinah And so, um, just want to read you in this the whole you say that this capital is Dvekas and Hashem, and Hashem takes care of you. So, in, in the, the, the 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 tale of Rebbein Kanievsky, in the introduction. So it's written like this. The house of Hashem has no physical bounds. It means to say, the capital says, Shifti b'beis Hashem kol yimei So the Shalwa Kodesh says that it doesn't mean that you want to sit in the base medrash bazunta, right? He says, this is true in every facet of life. There's a gather of Shifti b'beis Hashem. So I think it's based on the Shalwa. It says, the house of Hashem has no physical bounds. It's a state of mind whose doors are open to anyone who sincerely wishes to dwell there. One need only seek Hashem's closeness and resolve to pattern one's life according to His will. To those who dwell within, the house of Hashem provides a soul island of consistency and comfort amidst the swirling life's waters of pain and disappointment. Those who dwell elsewhere can know no security. So, Living in the shifting of Hashem is living with Vekas with Hashem wherever you are. And it's, it gives you the serenity, the peace of mind, the tranquility that Hashem is taking care of me. And that's what we need in life. And that's the capital. That's the idea of Anila Doidi Vidoidi Li. That's perhaps why we read this in the month of El. This is what it's all about. That's it. Okay.